Welcome to the Pure Flix Podcast, a show brought to you by PureFlix.com. PureFlix.com, the faith, family, and fun video streaming service. Get ready for uplifting news, scripture, movie reviews, and interviews with some of your favorite actors, authors, and pastors. Let's get started. Hey, what's going on? It's Billy Hollowell, and welcome to the Pure Flix Podcast. Listen, we are diving into a special edition of the show today. It is Christmas Eve, and it's exciting because this is the time of year when we can really focus on the real meaning of the season, what Jesus did coming to earth, his birth, the most incredible story ever told, the start of that story with Jesus entering into the world, coming to save us from our sins, and giving us the Holy Spirit, and and just the incredible nature of this story. We've been talking a lot about this on the show. We've also been doing a lot on the PureFlix Insider blog over at insider.pureflix.com. But listen, a lot of us, we might be familiar with the nativity story from a 30,000-foot view. We've probably heard it a million times. We've got the little nativities in our house. But it gets really interesting when you start to dive into the details. And some of us aren't as well-versed with some of those more intricate details around the birthplace of Jesus, which was Bethlehem the Magi, also known as the Wise Men. So we're going to focus mostly on the Wise Men during this mini episode of the show today. We'll talk a little bit about the gold, the frankincense, the myrrh. If you recall, those are the gifts that the Wise Men gave to Jesus. (coughs) So let's start by talking about the birthplace of Christ. Now, It's one of the things most people know about the story. If you ask the question, where was Jesus born? It's pretty much common knowledge that the Bible tells us Mary gave birth to Christ in Bethlehem. It's a town south of Jerusalem. Now, we learn about this story in Luke 2. It tells us the entire story around the birthplace and everything that happened. And it tells us there was a census that was taken under Caesar Augustus and that everyone had to go to his or her own hometown to register. Okay, so we find that in Luke 4, 4 through 7. Now, the Bible clearly answers the question of where Jesus was born. Again, it was Bethlehem, the town of David. But it's really more interesting to note that the Old Testament actually prophesied that Jesus' birth would be in Bethlehem. If you go back to Micah 5, 2, it was written hundreds of years before Jesus' birth. It points to the coming of Christ, and it says that he will be born in Bethlehem. So the text reads, again, this is Micah 5, 2, But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. And it's pretty incredible, again, reading that, realizing this was written hundreds of years before Christ was actually born. Um, And so there are a number of other events that are also obviously recorded in the Old Testament about Bethlehem. We're going to skip over some of that, but if you actually want to learn a little bit more about Bethlehem, you can head over to insider.pureflix.com. We have a historical piece behind Bethlehem and the wise men. But let's dive into the wise men a little bit, because this is where life gets really interesting. And the story becomes fascinating. So the three wise men, we know about the three, the gifts that they bring, the three gifts to to Jesus. But something that's really interesting, we learn in Matthew 2 that the Magi, the wise men, they come from the east, okay, and they come to Jerusalem from the east. And, and they ask where Jesus was, and they reveal that they saw a star, and that they followed it, and that they came to worship 
Christ. Now, King Herod isn't too happy when he finds this out, right? He, he starts asking the chief priests and the law teachers where this Messiah was born, and they and they cite Micah 5.2, and, and they say, look, this revealed that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. And then in Matthew 2, 9 through 12, we get a little bit more information about the Magi. So I'm going to read this. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another Root. So this gives us a little more context about the, the three kings. But one of the things that might actually surprise people is we actually don't know a lot about these men, right? We're reading some of the details here. I'm sharing them with you. We actually refer to them as three wise men, but we're not actually told in the Bible that there were only three of them. There could be a hundred of them. There could be 20 of them. There could be two of them. Um, I think we, we get this idea of three because there were three gifts, the gold, the frankincense, and myrrh. And those have led to this church tradition of assuming that there were three wise men. Again, possible it was a larger group, possible it was a smaller group. Um, Who knows? This has been a debate for over 2,000 years, but it is important to note that the Bible doesn't actually tell us there were three of them. Um, Now, if you go back a long long time, you go back to the year 200 AD, there are some records and beliefs showing that these men were believed to be astrologers by trade. Um, They were maybe considered kings uh, of some sort. And then later on, you've got John Kelly, Elvin pushing back against any framing of them as three kings. And so there have been a number of theories about their identities, which just sort of adds some intrigue to the story. But let's talk about their gifts, okay? The gold, the frankincense, and myrrh. So despite not knowing where they came from and how many there were, we were given some pretty definitive details about those gifts. So what is the significance of the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh? It's easy to skip over this part of the nativity story. There does seem to be a deeper meaning, though, behind these gifts. So most of us are familiar with gold, which seems pretty fitting for a king, right? Now, frankincense and myrrh might not be as familiar to us. The former is a gum and an oil that is taken from a tree, the frankincense, and it has a nice fragrance to it. Now, the latter is a spice from a thorn bush, which also has a pleasant aroma. Now, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh, these were the first ever gifts to be given in honor of Christ's birth. And they really could be simply given by the Magi as a reflection of what would be gifted in their own culture at the time. Um, Now, it's important to note these men were very likely Gentiles, and their offering to Christ was a foreshadowing of the fact that there would be non-Jews who would actually come to accept Jesus. But that's not all. If you if you look at sources like biblical archaeology, they tell us, and this is a quote, these valuable items were standard gifts to honor a king or deity in the ancient world. Gold as a precious metal, frankincense as perfume or incense, and myrrh as anointing oil. So what if the wise men's gifts, though, were intended to actually foreshadow or more deeply honor uh, what was going to be happening in Jesus's life, right? Now, again, we, we go back to this notion of gold being something you give to a king, frankincense being used in worship and a, a symbol of holiness. 
Um, but it, it is fascinating to me that maybe this this whole idea of the gifts being given to signify Christ's decision to become a sacrifice for mankind, that that was at play. And considering that he was holy and perfect in nature, the connection to the frankincense is, is noteworthy, right? You look back to that perfume, the incense, and you look at the myrrh as an anointing oil. And I want to talk a little bit about the myrrh because I think this is interesting. It's a spice that was sometimes used to embalm a dead body, and it was mixed also with wine for drinks. And we know that Jesus obviously goes on to die for humanity's sins, but we also know that while he was on the cross, he was offered a drink, and it was mixed with myrrh. If you go back to Mark 15, 23, it reads, Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. Now, it's fascinating. We don't know why those were the gifts chosen, but it does seem there are some connections when you start to look at the meaning of the gifts at the time and culture and the meaning of what the gifts were used for, foreshadowing the events to come in Jesus's life. I love when we can dive into scripture like this, especially this story, because it's not just a story that you, that was written that wasn't true. It's something that happened and it transformed history. So we've covered the three wise men, we've covered Jesus's birthplace, and we've talked about the significance of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and I think we have a better idea of what the Bible says about these important topics. If you want more Christmas, you can head over to insider.pureflix.com, and we hope from the Pureflix family to all of you out there that everyone has a very, very Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of the Pureflix podcast. We'll be talking about another fascinating element of the Christmas story. That's all for today's podcast. You can follow Pure Flix on Facebook at facebook.com slash pureflix and on Twitter at pureflix. And be sure to log on today to pureflix.com for your free month of access to thousands of faith and family friendly movies and TV shows. Thanks for listening to the Pure Flix podcast.